Discover the leader in you with Dr. Jason Carson. Former New England Patriot turned PhD, Dr. Jason brings a new brand of inspiration and passion to audiences worldwide. Having served and consulted with Fortune 500 companies, the NFL Players Association, and the White House, each week, Dr. Jason will prescribe empowering, motivational, life-changing medicine for your soul. It's time to discover the leader in you. Now, here's Dr. Jason. Well, hello, 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 everybody. It is good to be back connected with you, and I am excited to talk to you today about handling toxic relationships. Now, it's kind of interesting. When you're in organizations, you know, you need to have a toolkit that you can refer back to in order to be able to handle a potential conflict that's going to really turn into toxicity in the long term. And one of the ways that I want to make sure we can do that today is to give you three ways uh, that are rooted in embracing emotional intelligence. So we're going to talk about that. I think it's going to be a good show for you to be able to refer back to and and also something that you want to keep in mind when you engage in not only uh, organizational relationships, but personal relationships too. So I think we've all been in situations where maybe an individual is being unreasonable and they just refuse to acknowledge your perspective. This happens in offices and personal relationships all over the world every day. And I think if it's left unchecked, it can really deteriorate and become toxic and and really negatively impact you or in an organizational setting negatively impact the organization so they can't move forward. So one of the things that I just want us to remember is that when you show up and listen to the podcast and you really get connected with us, our best our best thing that we want to do with you is really equip you and move you forward so you can deal with things and not only your business life, but also give you some personal tools to be able to deal with things as well. So if you are interested in continuing to develop in that area, we certainly would love to have you uh, stay connected with us. We'd love for you to check us out on our website at drjasoncarthen.com. That's where our blog is housed. And then also, if you go to jasoncarthen.com, we have a lot of tools and resources there for you to make sure that you are equipped to do this thing on a daily basis, whether it's interacting with people or business tools as well as things relate to leadership. So without further ado, I want to dive right in. And, you know, I said it early on in the segment that, You have situations where individuals just do not want to deal (laughs) and they either they are giving you a difficult time or you may be giving them a difficult time and you keep getting feedback as such. But one of the things that I wanted to really start us off with today is that you want to embrace something that is called emotional intelligence. And I'm going to unpack that here in a second. But one of the things that, you know, you always want to keep in mind is that they're going to always be leaders and managers that really may have a different perspective on things. And they may complicate your work. They may drain your energy. And and even at sometimes really derail, you know, some of your best efforts or projects And if this thing is not dealt with, at the end of the day, it could potentially destroy your career or put you in a place of where you're just having such a difficult time dealing with them that you're dreading it. You don't want to see the conflict take place. 
And that's a very hard thing to deal with. So one of the things that I want to make sure we're doing with you is helping you understand how to recognize, you know, some of these toxic managers and and how they really uh, think through things. Once you are able to identify how people process things and how they how they really think, you know, you are better able to, you know, position yourself to deal with them more effectively and not, you know, not forgetting that you're going to always have people that are difficult to deal with, but understanding that, hey, I know what you're like, I know what some of your cues are, and I know what some of your uh, triggers are. So if you know how to deal with them from that perspective, they won't be able to impact your life in a very negative way, rather than if you just say, well, I'm not sure why they keep doing these different things, you know. So one of the best ways to do that is to begin to understand emotional intelligence. And, you know, emotional intelligence has been thrown around quite a bit. It really deals with the idea of personal competence and social competence in an individual. And at the end of the day, a person needs to have personal competence so they can understand their own feelings, uh, their strengths and their weaknesses. Basically, it boils down to self-awareness, you know, and the ability to be able to manage those feelings effectively, you know, self-management. Now, a lot of people may say, well, I know myself, I'm, I could do this every day. I think that we all, if we're very honest with ourselves, we have some areas where there are blind spots, where we may not know that we react a certain way because of home of origin issues or different things that we've dealt with throughout our lifetime. And those are blind spots. So emotional intelligence, te- intelligence tells us that this personal competence really has to be improved. It needs to continually be in a state of becoming or growth because it will allow you to better understand what's happening in your environment and why you react to it the way you do. Now, for example, uh, for many years, I used to work with individuals and still do uh, from a coaching aspect. And when I would talk to them, they would say to me, well, you know, I don't know why they react that way to me, but I would have, uh, they would give me the, the story of what occurred. And it was really a situation of total uh, lack of awareness. You know, they would come in. One specific example is that they would come into the office and they wouldn't speak to people. <laughs> they just come into the office, walk past everybody and go to their office and then shut the door. And that was one of those things where, you know, I had to share with them, well, hey, you know, from a from a coaching perspective, can I give you some feedback? <laughs> and when I was able to do that with them, they began to see, well, but my value is coming in and, and getting to work. And I said, well, you know, when you walk past everyone, You know, you're not letting them know that they're important or that you care about their existence and you're not speaking to them. That can be problematic. So this individual, after going through uh, my uh, coaching, they did a fantastic job of uh, really becoming uh, more aware and then making sure they were able to manage uh, some of those feelings that they were having. And lo and behold, uh, people started reacting to them and saying, "Okay, well, this is. This is good. This person is speaking now. They're interacting. And and that was a good thing. It was a very good thing. Now, here's another uh, story for you. Just quickly, playing in the National Football League, you know, we set the tempo every day. We showed up at the stadium to get ready. And then when we got ready to go out onto the field. But 
you began to see patterns in certain coaches and how they related to you and just just how they uh, thought through things, how they prepared for the day, all those things. And you could tell those that were self-aware and knew that they weren't in a vacuum uh, when they engaged with you. And then you could tell there were others who basically felt like, hey, you know, I don't have to engage with you. I'm just here to do my job. And that really led to misunderstandings and potential conflict and just wasn't a good thing. So if you're in a situation where you have a individual that is, you know, not aware of what's going on, then you really want to make sure you really want to make sure that you are trying to uh, learn them, understand why they do some of the things that they do. You know, you also want to make sure that you have a, a greater understanding of your own you know, behaviors and why you are engaging in things, the more you're able to do that, there's a greater likelihood, you know, that you'll be able to not only uh, improve the relationship, but you'll be able to make sure that the toxicity does not come into it. Because at the end of the day, that will derail many things. Now, the second component I want to share with you is social competence. Now, this refers to the ability to understand what others are feeling. You know, you need to be socially aware. I spoke about that just briefly there for a second. But if you are not aware of how other people are feeling, then you know what? You cannot demonstrate the skills that are needed to work effectively with others. You know, there there's not going to be any good relationships. That's going to be problematic at best, because if you feel like you are just operating uh, on an island, then other people are going to sense that they're going to feel like, well, why does it even matter? They don't care, you know, about my opinions. They don't care about my thoughts. And, you know, that's going to cause them to potentially, you know, feel like, well, I can just uh, disconnect because if they don't care about me and they don't care about what my thoughts are, then why should I even care about what they want to do? So those are some things that we really need to make sure we're sensitive of. If you're embracing uh, emotional intelligence and the social competence aspect of it, you just want to make sure it's not all about you. It's very, very important so that you're not doing that. So one of the things that I want us to do, we take a little segue here and just share that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we are tied to you really reaching your goals. My life's uh, purpose is to come alongside others and really help them to reach their goals. And for that purpose, you know, we have a free giveaway for you. If you go to Jason Carthen dot com and you sign up there's going to be a little box over there on the right side that tells you to sign up and you are actually going to receive our monday morning leadership minute that will come to you every monday morning and it's packed full of uh, great things for you to get your day started and also for you to think about throughout the week and you have different links in there and some motivational things also but at the end of the day our goal is to make sure we're operating in our purpose while effectively serving you. And today's show is an example of that, you know, as we're talking about the three ways to handle conflict before it actually becomes toxic. And we already talked to you about the emotional intelligence piece. We want to make sure that you are becoming personally aware and then also socially aware. That's one of the first strategies that you will want to embrace. The second thing is you need to understand what is driving this individual's behavior. This person that you may be having 
conflict with or this group that you may be having conflict with, you need to understand what is driving their behavior. And the key to changing problematic behavior is really that, making sure you, you know all the factors. You know, where is this coming from? What are the underlying factors that really pour into this? Because it's not enough to realize and experience that they're rigid and aggressive and maybe even narcissistic. It's better to understand where is it coming from because oftentimes you'll find that below the surface there is a driver of that behavior. And, you know, I've been in situations where, you know, someone who was very aggressive or they were very rigid, they were driven by fear and they were driven by insecurity. Some some of my uh, coaching clients would say to me, you know, I just, I want to, you know, be liked. I, I want to do well. I don't want to be perceived negatively, you know, and that was driven by fear and insecurity, you know, so they would act out. And for the individuals that, that are recipients of this acting out, it can be very challenging, but you need to remember that these are human beings and there's something going on there. And if you have a desire to find out what that is, you may even find that these individuals are clueless about why they do what they do, you know. And, and sometimes there's an outlier where people are ruthless and they want to dominate and control and just be aggressive and just be mean spirited. That happens. But that's that's really not always the case. But. If you understand what is driving their behavior, then you have a better idea of how to deal with them. You also have a better idea of what motivates them. And then you could potentially influence their behavior in a positive way where you will actually avert this toxic uh, environment from uh, really taking hold. If you're not intentional with embracing things like emotional intelligence and then understanding what the others and what the other's behavior is caused from, then it's going to be a challenge for you. You're going to show up to the office or in this relationship on a daily basis and each day can be different. You may be stepping on potential landmines and and that's not something that any of us want to do. I think we've all been in situations where if you are uh, not sure of what's taking place, uh, then it lends itself to uncertainty in you. And you're trying to figure out how to best move forward. And that can be a challenge if you do not understand the situation. So make sure you understand understanding what the drivers are of their behavior. And then also make sure you're reacting accordingly. You know, once you've figured out this information, then you can begin to develop a plan for how to deal with them. That's something for you to think about. And before we talk about the third step or the third key to dealing with, you know, some of these uh, conflictual relationships, I just want to remind everybody that when you are on our blog at drjasoncarthon.com, you can actually leave comments, you can uh, leave feedback, you can interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love for you to stay connected with us. We have a lot of uh, great things coming up. As a matter of fact, uh, we've partnered. We're doing some things with uh, Chick-fil-A and also doing some things with uh, Bill Glass uh, Ministries. So we're going to be out in a community being very intentional. So if you love to connect with us, we'd love to hear from you and uh, continue uh, to help and move forward and do things in your community. So one of the last points I want to share with you, and this is very, very important. You know, if you want to avert, you know, this toxic sort of environment after an individual 
has embraced the emotional intelligence component and you understanding uh, what uh, is driving their behavior, then you want to provide them with uh, 360 degree feedback. And some of you may or may not know what that is, but when you have 360 degree feedback, you are actually providing feedback to an individual uh, one-to-one, but you are also bringing in their peers. You are actually having them uh, rated and or assessed. And what I mean by that, they can use something like the uh, leadership practices inventory or the uh, DISC uh, behavioral assessment tool. These tools will allow them to garner feedback from their peers, others who have witnessed their behavior or others who interact with them on a daily basis. And they will provide feedback. That's why you have the 360-degree term. But these individuals can say, hey, well, I noticed you, you know, lead this way. Or, hey, I noticed that you behave during conflict, conflict in this way. And it really gives them a better idea of all the different perspectives and how they are viewed in that way. So if you're able to help with that, that may head off some misunderstandings, you know, and at the end of the day, it will also allow them to develop their own emotional intelligence because, you know, once you start getting some feedback from other people, there's a greater likelihood that you're going to want to develop your own personal competence. And, you know, the whole idea of self-awareness and self-management is really making sure that you're paying attention you know, to your emotional reactions to situations. And they'll be able to do that, you know, if they're getting this 360-degree feedback. They also will want to develop this emotional intelligence by enhancing, you know, just their understanding of why they react, you know, the way they do. And then they'll be able to begin to have a greater uh, motivation, you know, to figuring out alternative ways to interpret, you know, situations, you know, that are happening to them. And these are the sort of things that will not only help them develop their personal competence, but at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's really a building block in understanding uh, why emotional intelligence is a benefit to them and why they need to grow and develop in that area. And it, it just segues. It segues over to social competence. You know, if they are getting this 360-degree feedback then they're also going to begin to say, Oof, socially, you know what, I need to grow and understand this through a very similar process, you know, and they need to understand the emotions and behaviors of others, you know, and as they seek to understand those other people's behaviors, you know what, they're going to have reflection opportunities, they're going to have to think through various ways of dealing, you know, with situations and how their behavior impacts, you know, others' actions. And from there, we'll begin to see this self-awareness. We'll begin to see, wow, I impacted them like that. You know, when I got this 360-degree feedback, it shows me that, you know, maybe I'm dropping the ball, you know, in this way. And there's some there's some opportunities or growth edges where they can uh, enhance their social competence by looking at others, receiving this feedback, and making sure that they're intentional as they continue to grow, you know, in their respective areas of influence. Now, one of the things that I learned a long time ago is that if you want to grow and develop, you're going to have to be intentional with it. 
And, you know, these things that we've talked about today on Discovering a Leader in You really point to an individual who wants to grow. They want to develop a better understanding of why they do what they do. They're open uh, to feedback. And it's not a situation, you know, like I gave earlier, where an individual just wants to be aggressive and harsh. I don't, I don't think many of us would want to do that. But there also needs to be a level of motivation to do better, to get better, to embrace things like emotional intelligence and personal competence and social competence. If we do not have that, then it's going to be hard to embrace some of the things that we're talking about here today. And those individuals that refuse to develop in these areas, then you also have to have the courage to confront them and say, hey, you know, are you aware, you know, of what you're doing? Are you aware that everyone is walking on eggshells when you come into the room? Someone has to have the courage to confront them and share with them because they may not know or they're just deciding, well, I don't want to do it. I like to lead in this way or manage in this way. And at that point, it's problematic. You know, something will have to be done. But I think if people will just take, you know, these three ways to handle conflict before it becomes toxic, we will be in a much better position in many of our offices and organizations. But again, we're going to have to be intentional with it. You have to be open to feedback and you have to be open to growing and developing and it's something that you know I've embraced my entire life you have to be intentional about your own personal growth if you're not then you're going to stall you're going to stay in the same place so well everybody we've come to the end of the show and I'm excited that again we are staying connected with you and you are staying connected with us and just as a reminder we have some great things that are going to be coming up we have our I Speak Life Academy that's going to be uh, taking place uh, in July now we're going to have open enrollment you can take a look at the website at jasoncarthen.com to get more information about that we'd love to have you be a part of that uh, we'd love for you to tackle your goals and actually uh, bring those to fruition it's something that I know we all have goals and we stand in the gap for you and we help you to make sure you reach those goals. So that's something for you to remember. And then also, we always just uh, just want to encourage you and remind you that we are also on uh, Facebook at uh, Jason Carthen Enterprises and also Twitter at Jason Carthen. You can definitely follow us and get a little bit better idea of some of the things that I'm doing in the community. And also you get a a view into my personal life as well, you know, and that's a good thing. I want you to uh, be uh, connected with me and know what some of my uh, goals are and some of the things I'm doing in the community. So, all right, everybody. Well, we are going to sign off, but just as a reminder, I always want to tell everybody, make sure you are living your destiny on a daily basis. Be encouraged. Until the next time, take care now. Thank you for listening to Discover the Leader in You with international leadership and business expert, Dr. Jason Carthen. Dr. Jason wants to connect with you right now. Check out our blog and visit our website at jasoncarthen.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Enterprises. Follow us on Twitter at Jason Carthen. Be sure to join us again next 
week to discover the leader in you.